Welcome to the Ultra Flex Football Podcast, where we have fun with our friends while we talk about football and anything else we want to talk about. I'm your host, Anthony Sutton. With me is Rob Green. What's up? And Ryan Wheeler. Aloha. Tony, you're getting confident, man. Trying to. That's the kind of fire we need right there every time. That is what we going. need every time. And I'm I'm pumped up because I get to start this episode with my segment. <laughs> A lot of the times I'm trying to figure out if I just want to go with a straight, easy one-liner or do I, if I want to make up like some BS story and try to work it in. Luckily for me today, it kind of just worked itself out. So I work, I live in Raleigh. I work in, as an account manager sales with people that are buying commercial vehicles. So a lot of HVAC engineering, things like that. One of my clients is a garage door company. So I was meeting with them today. We're lucky to live in North Carolina because a lot of people are moving here. And I asked them, I'm like, how's the garage door company? I figured it was going to be doing well because all the new houses they're building. You know what he told me? It has its oh. ups and downs. <laughs> yes. Ooh. And it's so good. That Nailed is the it. best joke ever. <laughs> It'll grow on you. One of my other clients is a general contractor. This didn't happen today. This was a couple days ago. You know, he told me, he said, the price, if you think the price of gas is a lot, you should try putting in a fireplace. Those are through <laughs> the roof. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there's that's just, bad. There's just no way to... Uh, <laughs> Transition out of that. So I'm just going to go on to our rank three, which is today we are ranking vegetables. A healthy podcast here. Uh, unfortunately, we've all grown up and started eating more vegetables probably. For me, number three is corn. Uh, corn on the cob is always a good... It's almost like a snack for me at this point. Like corn on the cob <laughs> is amazing. Get some but a lot too much butter on there, too much salt. Not really healthy, um, but just general corn. Corn mixed with mashed potatoes is a bonus. So for me, corn. It's like no longer a vegetable anymore by the time you eat it. Pretty much. It's the only way to make mashed potatoes good, you gotta add something to them. I resent that, but all right. <laughs> Might be a hot take, but I'm not a fan of mashed potatoes. That's that's pretty hot, man. I, I feel like that's spicy. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, you want me to go next? Oh, yeah, wow. go I second today. Heard. Holy moly, yeah. I wasn't ready. All damn right. straight, um, you're up. Damn straight. All right, so my number three is if I'm going to have vegetables, um, they have to be, well, specific ones. These ones have to be baked. Otherwise... If you steam them or I don't even know how to like, grill them, I don't really care for them. But baked green beans are delicious. 
in my opinion. Put some salt and pepper on them and, and like coat them in oil and then throw them in the oven and bake them for 15 minutes at 400 degrees. Mm. I even got like the temperature. I don't everything. think I've ever tried it. I don't think I've ever it. had them like that. Yeah. Gotta try it. And they come out That's like the way to do perfect. it. Yeah. You ever order them at a restaurant or you make them home? Um, I don't think I've ever really ordered them at a restaurant. I was just curious, like, if the waiter would look at you weird. If you were like, do you have any... Any baked green beans? Baked green beans? No, I think they they just steam them at restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. Yeah, that's gross. It loses unless all the nutritional they, value. Unless they don't specify, they're probably just steamed. Yeah, when you steam vegetables, they lose their value, or their nutritional value. Hmm. Gotta bake them. Or eat them raw. Ugh. Yeah. Not sure about that. <laughs> All right. I went with carrots for my number three. Simple one. Tastes good. You can dip them in really whatever you want. Carrots. That was honorable mention for me. Um, two for me is grilled zucchini. Uh, it's preferably like at a hibachi place or something like that. But even like if you're going to grill it uh, at the house... I don't know, something about having it come off the grill makes it a very, very yummy. I didn't even think about that one when I was going through this list, but it's a good choice. Mm, not not my cup of tea, personally, but I could see it. Uh, my number two is, once again, baked broccoli. Baked broccoli is very good. Very, very good. I'm a big fan of broccoli. Once again, got to put like the... broccoli gotta, raw? I used to eat broccoli raw like every, yeah, like every single way. day. But yeah, if you if you coat it in oil, put some salt and pepper on it again, man. Mm. You guys got very specific with how you wanted your vegetables. I just picked some vegetables. <laughs> Rubs like carrots. <laughs> like carrots. My number two, I'm going with onions because I like onions on oh, like everything. Good one. In things, on pizza, in soup, like whatever. Onions. I Love totally it. forgot about I onions. I don't think I would ever eat an onion raw. I don't think so. Like an apple? I might try it. Yeah, I don't know. You ever do that? No. That <laughs> do I look like a psychopath to you? <laughs> the question is that. Do you think you could take a bite and swallow it, like a full bite, without yes. spitting it out? I do. I really like onions, so I think I could, but I think I my, could do it too. my breath would rank for a long time. Nope. Anthony's I like, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Number one for me is preferably grilled again, um, but asparagus. The only bad thing is obviously the aftermath of how yeah. your pee smells. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, the initial consuming of asparagus, especially done right, like if you go yeah. to like when some of those like fancy steak house, the asparagus is almost better than the steak half time. Uh, yeah, that's uh, asparagus is pretty good, but man, does your pee stink when you're done with it? Yes, it does. And it's got to be cooked right, too, I'd say. Because if it's not cooked right, it's not good. You like, a... it, you like it crunchy or soft? And there's only one right answer. Crunchy. Soft. Oh, guess there's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, eat, uh, I'll eat it either way, but I like it. when It's almost like a, like both, I almost want to say. Because if it's yeah. too soft and it gets mushy, but if it's too hard, then it doesn't taste good. Right. It's got to be firm. So I didn't, I didn't give you guys the proper... It's got to be firm, but like I don't want it like still like crunchy as if yeah, it's like that, not cooked. That is yeah, the right yeah. term because I, I want to be able to like kind of bite into it and feel it. Yeah, but I don't want it to be like I'm chewing on a carrot. 
consistent. So, hundred percent, right there with you. Uh, my oh yeah, I'm up next. This threw me off, man. I'm always I always go third. Uh, my number one is sweet potatoes. Once again, gotta bake them, but sweet potatoes are just just so legit, man. That's uh, my number one too. Is it? Let's yeah. go, baby. Sweet potato fries. Mm. Or baked in the oven, just cut it in half, throw some a uh, little bit of honey on it. It's delicious. Yep. Cinnamon, you can do brown sugar. Yep. It's just salt and pepper, you can do it anyway. Do you bake all delicious. of these, Ryan? Or does uh, does Rebecca help bake or bake oh, them? Sir, I am the chef in the house. Mm. I uh, I take pride in my cooking. Does Does it matter to her if it's baked or grilled or... Um, it matters to her. Yeah, she she likes she likes baked. She like she likes some she likes some baked. I mean, she likes like broccoli and like it's just weird, man. Like broccoli that that stuff uh steamed. Also, I just I don't even want it at all if it's steamed. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, all right, those are our Bobby. ranks. He already well, said sweet potato. sweet potato. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Number bad. one. I'm sitting waiting. It's it's the obvious answer. All right, let's go. I, I forgot. He. So those are our ring three for this week. Uh, we're gonna jump over uh, to again Ultra Flex football. So we're gonna talk over talk football, and we are at the midway point. Sort of. It's hard to have a midway point when there's an odd number of weeks, uh, or odd number of games, I should say. Uh, so we're gonna do our mid season awards. We did this after four games were played, so we'll see how different it is now. Ryan, do you want to go first? Uh, we just do an MVP first and then going through. Mm -hmm. MVP, I'm going Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's he's leading a team undefeated season so far. Uh, look ahead at their schedule. Doesn't look like there's many chances for them to lose a game, and if they do go undefeated or Let's say fifteen and two, sixteen and one, something like that. I just, I don't think there's any way if he keeps up as good as he's been that he doesn't get the MVP. Yeah, I want to you, find a spot for him on mine, but are you concerned at all if he doesn't finish undefeated or sixteen and one that he he won't get the MVP? The problem is, is that they're up ahead in like every game, so he doesn't have the passing volume as guys like Mahomes. So I don't. Can you penalize him for that? Well, that's exactly what my point was going to be. I think he needs to go undefeated or maybe one loss yeah. to get the MVP because he's not going to have the stats to com compare to Mahomes or right. Allen if he's healthy. And, and if he's sixteen one and seventeen and zero, which they're only halfway there, but their schedule isn't super hard, so it's not uh, out of the question. He probably sits, well, maybe not if they're undefeated. They probably go for the undefeated season. But if they lose one game, he probably sits the last game or two, which would also affect mm. that. That's that's also true. Yeah. But, uh, the Cowboys are playing well. They, they could stay close to the Eagles all season, especially if they drop one to the Cowboys. But that's yeah. also projecting. Like, this, right now, this is for the last nine weeks so i mean we can talk about yeah. that at the end of the year so i mean i'm not i'm not saying that your answer is wrong because uh, how do you question the quarterback of an undefeated team so i, I don't know it's i don't I can't. Yeah. 
Especially uh, the Eagles well, had a big like, part in it. So yeah, they do play the Titans in a couple of weeks, so they are probably going to lose one game. But <laughs> we shall see. Rob, <laughs> you can go. All right, I went with Patrick Mahomes for my MVP up to this point, leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns up to this point, and the Chiefs are six and two. And he lost Tyreek Hill, who is on pace for a record-setting season from wide receiver. So he's been able to do it without his best weapon from last year, arguably. Um, I know he still has Kelsey, but losing Tyreek is obviously a, a big loss, or should have been, and it really hasn't affected his his stats or the record to this point. So Mahomes is the guy for me. I also have Mahomes for similar reason. I'll just add a couple things to me it's Mahomes one hurts one B and Allen now one C uh, because of the last six quarters for um, Allen haven't been great so I was really going back and forth between uh, Mahomes and Hertz and Mahomes has roughly 600 more passing yards and nine more passing touchdowns Hertz does have a couple more rushing touchdowns so uh, kind of the same thing is just more better stats but like we just talked about, there's reason behind that. So we'll see what happens the second half of the year. It'll be fun. Ryan, who's your offensive player? Uh, I, I think you're crazy if it's not Tyreek Hill at this point. Uh, on pace for 2,100 yards this season. He's just been an absolute animal. He's, he's on he's on track to beat the receiving record. So I'm going to have to go with Tyreek. Yep, he was my offensive player as well. Same exact reasons. He's just week after week, putting up top of the, the league receiving yardage. I know he doesn't have a ton of touchdowns, but it doesn't matter. No matter, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, Miami's winning, and he's on pace to break the NFL receiving record. So He's insane I, right now. I have Hurts here. I agree. Like, the offensive player really – the MVP should be named – the best quarterback yes. and the offensive yep. players we named the best non-quarterback. Yes. So I, I agree that like Hill is definitely more likely to win this award, but I just, I had to put Hertz somewhere on my ballot here uh, because of the fact that they're undefeated and he's a, a very big reason for that. So uh, I agree. Hill's probably the more likely winner if the season ended today, but I had to put Hertz there because of the great year he had. Understandable. Defensive. Player of the year. That's what we're on next. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Matt Judon. Uh, he's first in sacks right now. He's second in QB hits, fourth in tackles for loss. Uh, dude's playing out of his mind. Um, I think if he keeps this pace up, then he's definitely going to be on track for a defensive player of the year award. Do you think someone gets – he already has like 11 and a half. you think – what's the record right now? 22, 23? Yeah, it's like 22 by what, right? and a half or 23. Yeah, he just – did he tie it or did he break it? I thought he broke it, but it could be wrong. Yeah, I think he broke oh, it. He did break it. With with the extra game and like the increase in passing, like it's not going to be long before people start getting 25, 26, like yeah. 30. We might be approaching 30 here in a few years. Yeah, which is crazy, but – Rob, who do you have? I went with the uh, current odds-on favorite to win Micah Parsons for the Cowboys. He's third in the league in sacks right now. And just when you watch a Cowboys game, it's, it's tough not to notice him out there. I mean, he's the best player out there, pretty much. 
every mm-hmm. game. And they, the Cowboys lead the league in sacks as a team, and they played one less game than half the league or whatever that number is. I don't know how many teams have to buy. So obviously so, that defense is performing. Yep. So uh, 22 and a half is the sack number. Him and Strahan share that record. I say I thought he tied it and didn't break it. Yeah, now that now that I read that, I, I remember them saying that on the broadcast, like when he was trying to get his last sack. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. My defensive player of the year, which we, we were texting before, caught Ryan's attention because it is Sauce Gardner. The again, it's probably one where I don't think a cornerback would win defensive defensive player of the year just because it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, what what would actually have to happen for a corner to win? Set the Gilmore. interception record. Gilmore won what four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, I guess I forgot about that. <laughs> he was he was locked down though, dude. He was yeah. so good. There had so, to be like really low sack numbers that year, something crazy for the uh for a cornerback to win it because well, it just doesn't a, feel like a, a defensive uh, player of the year position. A your team has to be really good. Uh yeah. And I don't think that the Jets while much improved. I don't think they're going to be at that point where they give it to sauce, but some of the stats that I saw that made me say this. And again, some of these are debatable. on like who gets credit for a catch on man coverage. Cause I don't know. It's, it's if it's done by, you know, P was it PFF? Uh, I don't know how they determine that, but yeah. So Sauce this year has covered Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. So some of the those are some of the guys he's covered in man-to-man coverage. Total against man-to-man coverage this year, he is allowed. Again, this might be debatable, but this is what PFF has: four receptions for 28 yards. He's allowed zero touchdowns, two first downs. He's forced six incompletions or pass breakups. Yeah. And he's allowing yard, oh, sorry, 0.26 yards per snap in man coverage. So if, if there's not, if that's not the definition of shutdown corner. You see the way they're letting him play though? He's already getting the Richard Sherman treatment out there. Like they're just letting him do whatever he wants. Big corner, using that's his all hands, pushing. Like that. Yeah. So if physical. I was a cornerback, that's all I would do. Because they're not going to just continue to call it. Right. I'm guessing that... That's how the, the Seahawks were so good. Did, didn't Diggs beat him the first play, of, like one of the first plays of the game against when the Bills and Jets played? I'm guessing that must not have been man coverage. Yeah, they probably counted it as zone. Yeah. So, like I said, so I don't know how... Some of that can probably be iffy, but... Right. Yeah. A lot of people are talking about him being an all-pro cornerback, and those stats just jumped off the page at me. So that's why I have him as my defensive player there. They are good stats. So I I went back, just because I was curious, I looked up the AP Defensive Player of the Year winners, and Gilmore did win it in 2019. Before that, can you guess who was the uh, most recent corner to win it before Gilmore? Darrell Rivas? No, see, that's what I would have guessed. If somebody did it, it would have been him, but no. It was 2009. Green Bay Packers. It ain't clicking, man. How old's Charles Woodson? Charles Woodson. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
It had to be towards the tail end of his career. I was going to say, dude, I feel like he was old in 2009. And before that, I mean, Bob Sanders won it in 2007, but he's a safety. Um, Deion Sanders, 94. Bob Sanders. That so that's been, and then 1975 was the only other time Mel Blunt for the Steelers. Yeah, so it's rare, very rare. (laughs) Going back to 1971, it's only been done four times. Yeah, I'll I'll take my odds with Judon over Sauce, and especially on top of that, not only has it like never happened or very rarely, what would have to happen for a rookie to do it? Like they're just going to give him rookie of the year. They're not going to give him both. So you'd have to have. I agree. Insane there. I don't think he does win it, but that doesn't mean he's been. Yeah, he's been good for sure. I don't think he doesn't deserve it, or at least I think if we did a defensive rookie of the year, it'd be him. So yeah, yeah. Brian, who's your offensive rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year, Chris Olave, New Orleans Saints. He's got seventy-two targets, forty-three receptions, six hundred eighteen yards, and two touchdowns so far. With not a great quarterback. I mean, honestly, I mean, I guess none of these rookie wide receivers have great quarterbacks, so I guess I can't really say. Except Sky Moore. He's not even on the field, though, and he fumbles every time he gets a chance. So he's so disappointing, man. Like, I drafted him in one of our fantasy leagues. I was um, in the first round. I was so excited. And uh, I also have Kadarius Toney on that team, though, too. So I have a. I have a decent shot to have one of the wide receivers that breaks out in that offense. The Packers are supposed to have a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to. Historically, yeah, I guess. I mean, Rodgers is one of the uh, probably five greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, four greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. So, Well, Lobby's been great for fantasy, too. I just wanted to point out. Yeah, he's like I wide receiver. On a couple teams. He's wide receiver 15 right now. Yeah, and he's been pretty consistent. Like his lowest score of the year so far was week one with 9.1 in a PPR league and he's scored as high as 23.7 but at least double digit points every week except for week one so that's cool baby Rob who do you have I went with Kenneth Walker for the Seahawks seven touchdowns since taking over as a starter once uh, Rashad Penny went down and he just looks like a beast out there yeah, that's mine as well. Uh, so I, I think his impact over the last four or five weeks has just been, I think he's on I mean, 20-plus points a game fantasy and yeah. a couple touchdowns a game. So for the consistency, Chris Olave, uh, for the, the last five or six like in weeks of the immediate impact and bigger splash is Kenneth Walker. So we'll see what happens the, the second half of the year. I think it's definitely a, cl- a close race right now between those two. And Walker had like that. a 70 yard touchdown too, didn't he? The one week or 75. If you can have yeah. a couple more explosive plays like that. He's going to lock it up. Yeah. Cause like Damian Pierce has been good, but I don't think he's had the explosive plays like Walker. I mean, yeah, I was going to say Damian Pierce was the third guy that comes to mind, but yeah. I don't think he's up there with those two. It also doesn't help that he's playing for the Texans and yeah. they're not winning games. So, nope. Ryan, who's your coach of the year so far? Uh, for me, it's got to be Nick Sirianni. I, and same exact reasons for Hurts. If he goes 
16 and 2, 17 and 1, 18. Wait, I got that wrong. 17 and 0, 16 and 1, <laughs> 15 and 2. <laughs> if he does any of those, I. How are you doing up there, man? I'm great. <laughs> How about you guys? I also went with Nick Sirianni. It's tough to argue. Eagles are undefeated. They look great. They're blowing teams out. Um, the other guy that came to mind was Brian Dable. Um, yeah. Turning that Giants team around, but it's tough to pick against a guy who's coaching an undefeated season. Uh, I went with Pete Carroll just because when we were picking games to start the year, we were all joking about how the Seahawks are going to have some of the worst or some of the, you know, one of the worst records in the league and bet the under and all this stuff. And they are currently six and three leading the NFC West. So I agree. Obviously being undefeated is very impressive, but I think we all, we were even talking about before the season, how we thought the Eagles were going to be pretty good. Uh, so just the fact that Pete Carroll's, turn that entire team around in one year after trading away his franchise quarterback is, is impressive. So, yeah, you know, based on what our expectations were, we, we picked Seattle to win one game, I think in our season previews <laughs> where we picked every single game. So they've <laughs> already won five yeah. more than what we picked and it's only week 10. We, we have to agree though, right? If, if Nick Sirianni takes the Eagles and goes 17 and zero, he's getting coach yeah. of the year. There's yeah. no debate. 100%. Okay. Unfortunately for him and Hurts, I think if they lose more than one game, they probably don't get the season awards like they should. Yep. I don't think they'll get they'll get shut out because <laughs> the expectations are so high now that they are undefeated and just the talk of how easy their schedule is and has been that there's, there's no way unless they – probably one game max that they can lose yeah. and get and expect to get an award. When you have a schedule that week – it almost feels like and if you're a really good team, it feels like you have to go undefeated or lose one game. That's how bad their schedule is. It's unbelievable. I I agree. Uh, so those are our mid-season awards. Uh, we'll be excited to do this again here in a couple of weeks, and then we'll do it again at the end of the year. So it'll be fun. Uh, last week, we rolled out something new. We were doing our confidence level 10 bets. And, of course, because all we do is provide you guys with the right information and the right <laughs> bets. Uh, I think we finally got our first one right of the year. Um, just in money. general. <laughs> we won it. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, I don't have it in front of me. I have this week's bet. But I don't remember last week's bet. Did one of you guys remember last week's bet? I picked the under for the Lions-Packers. That's, like, the only thing. Rob picked minus... I yeah, Bucks I had minus Tampa three. minus three, so it ended up pushing. But and Tony and I picked Seattle. Yes, yeah, Seattle to cover, and they were also the dog of the week, which I'll talk about later. But so Thank we got you, you picked Seattle money line for that. You picked Seattle money line. Yeah, even better. You were so confident. Right? Yeah, I love it. We nailed uh, it. So that was last week. This week, I have the Bills to cover at home. They are currently minus three and a half. Uh, I do not see the Bills losing at home. I do not see the Bills losing two games in a row. 
And I don't care. Obviously, I prefer if Alan plays. But I think this uh, will hold true whether Alan plays or not. So uh, that is my confidence level 10 pick of the week. Ryan, what's yours? Um, <laughs> man, I was, I was drinking eggnog. And <clears throat> I think they put pepper in eggnog because I just, like, bit a piece and <laughs> it was so spicy. <laughs> I don't think pepper is usually spicy, but I almost started choking there. Um, sorry. So my, <laughs> my, my pick of the week is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas city chiefs to go under 50 and a half, which is their projection right now. It's cause you don't trust my Jags. I don't trust your Jags. And I think that when the Kansas city chiefs go up like 40 to nothing, something like that, they'll probably just put their backups in and then it'll probably end like 47 to nothing. The way you were wording that, Ryan, I thought you were about to change your pick and say you're taking Jacksonville to cover. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I did. Ryan, I, I said that with like, like I was leading up to something and then I just stopped and I noticed and I was like, oh, I guess I'll just stay here and see what you guys say. After that. <laughs> Dude, why you got to be like that? You're always just hating on my Jags. It's because the Jags are in the AFC South and they are just, well, they're probably the second best team in the AFC South. Yeah, so There's still time for the Titans to go on a losing streak. Jags upset the Chiefs this week. We'll see. We'll see. Titans almost did it. They almost pulled it off. Hey, I'm feeling really good about my Jets pick, though. Being good this year. Should be. You should feel good. Speaking yeah, of... Not uh, not, not happy year, to beat the Bills, but... Robert Sala, Sala should have gotten at least an honorable mention. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah. him. I was also thinking of the Vikings coach. What's his name? O'Connell? Something. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell. Uh, Rob, what's your pick? So going back to the Bills Vikings game, I'm taking the under 43 and a half. I'm in agreement, obviously, since it's our confidence 10 parlay that the Bills will win that game and cover the three and a half. But I believe Josh Allen will sit with his elbow injury. They'll rest him up. It's an NFC opponent. So even if they were to lose, it doesn't uh, hurt as bad as the loss to the Jets did last week. So they're going to give him some time to rest up. Got the Case Keenum revenge game against the Vikings. He's going to come in. The Lions going to be fired up to block for for the backup, protect him, and I think they'll run the ball well. Quick game, low scoring, win by four to seven points. I sure hope so. Then we're, that's the only way our bet's going to be right. That's uh, why I said four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other thing I have for football talk is. How does Jeff Saturday become an interim head coach? When he got Jim Irsay as your owner, I guess, right? <laughs> That's just the only answer. Um, There's a 30-year-old a pass game yeah. analyst calling him plays. That's like you or I just walking out there and calling plays in the NFL Dude, right now. He was the assistant to the head coach. He was like, you know if you watch The Office, Dwight Schrute was always like the assistant Dwight to the yeah. regional manager yeah. or whatever. He's, <laughs> this dude was the assistant to uh, Frank Frank Reich. He wasn't even like an assistant coach. He was an assistant to the coach. Yeah. And now he's out there calling plays. And Jeff Saturday's only ever coached at what, the high school level, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I heard that he didn't even coach his high school team to a winning record. Yeah. I think his last year coaching was a losing record. <laughs> That's not great. It's not, not no. great. This is going to be an in interesting uh, 
experiment there. Like if you're right. the Colts, do you do you shut down Jonathan Taylor and any other like Michael Pittman, all these guys? Probably not I yet because not. You, you still have not three yet. wins, but right, not yet. But I think that they probably will once they are completely out of the playoff race. Um, just to to go back real quick, if you parlay those three picks that we just threw out there, you'll end up with a. If you go on Fanduel right now, it might not. It might have changed by the time this comes out, but it's plus five seventy five. So you can make a little bit of cash. I think uh, that would be the equivalent of about multiplying it by seven. Your winnings or your your bet. Not bad, huh? All right. That's it for football talk for right now. We're going to switch over to Ryan's segment. If you were to fall off the steepest part of the Grand Canyon, do you know how long you'd fall for? I don't know. You'd have a lot of you time. Probably <laughs> 15 <laughs> seconds. You, you, ruined, you ruined my joke. <laughs> I was going to say the rest of your life was the answer. <laughs> that was my terrible dad joke. <laughs> Coming in. So... Um, that wasn't my did you know. I just had to throw that out there. And and Tony, you <laughs> jumped the gun and you completely just ruined the momentum I had with that. So I I was ready to answer the question. No, that, that was that was good. I was not expecting an that was like a rhetorical question. You weren't supposed to answer it, but I appreciate you jumping out there. Um No problem. Did, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put a real uh, damper on our on our podcast here. Did you know that According to the Bioethics Research Library, approximately 65 million people die each year in the world. That's 178,000 people per day, 7,425 people per hour, or 120 people die every minute. Hey, <laughs> the vibes here. No, wait, wait, and 140 million people are born each year. Three hundred and eighty-five thousand per day. So it's almost what is that like double, double the amount of people being born as that as are dying, and that's expected to remain stable until about twenty two thousand seventy, and then it's going to drop to about one hundred and thirty million per year till twenty one hundred. I don't know why. I don't know what where those statistics yeah, come I from. They've been talking about the uh, rate going down because people were having less kids, but yeah, well. Apparently Maybe it's, it's not yet, but they expect it to in the future. Yeah, I, I don't like these questions. These are questions. The, the did you knows that I do every week, they come from things that I just randomly Google throughout the week. Like I, if I have a question that pops into my head, like the brain freeze thing, I watched my daughter have a brain freeze, and I was like, I wonder why she has a brain freeze, and I Google it. Um, and for some reason, I was like, man, I wonder how many people die like every minute in the world. And I was like, I oh, gotta Google that. Ryan wasn't listening to Christmas music that morning. No, I listen to Christmas music every morning, <laughs> but it must have been like at night when I've gotten far away from Christmas music. I don't think it's depressing to think about people dying. Twice as many people are being born. It's, yeah, it's a good way to think of it. If you were me right now, how would you transition out of that? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> I have no idea. That's, that's why you're the host, though. That's, All right. That's what you do. Instead of thinking about that terrible situation, let's think about fantasy land, and let's get to fantasy time. Oh, fantasy football. All right. Same as the last few weeks. I'll do quarterbacks. I always forget who you guys do. Ryan. Running backs. Rob. We'll do running backs. Ryan will do wide receivers. Uh, now I'm trying to remember who I had last week. You didn't write this stuff down. I've got it right here. I got too many screens open, bro. Last week, my start, which wasn't great, was Mac Jones. So don't listen to me at all. <laughs> this week, I'm going to go with a start of Justin Fields. Uh, he's playing Detroit. Again, one of the worst defenses in the league. I think this is the fourth time in a row I picked someone, whether it's my start or DFS, to that is playing Detroit. Uh, he already, Justin Fields already has more rushing attempts this year than he had all of last year. Uh, his last, last game was obviously a monster game. He had like 50 points. He had four touchdowns the game before that. He had two passing touchdowns and one rushing the game before that. He also had a rushing touchdown. So he's using his legs more. And if you're going to be an average producer in the air, then you need to be an elite runner. And right now he's an elite runner and they're letting him do that. So my start of the week is Justin Fields, which I probably would never have said. Yeah, he's not getting it done on the ground, but we going into the year. <laughs> I think we were all pretty low on him moving into the year. So it, it is nice to see because he obviously had the talent, you know, higher draft pick. Yeah. My running back start of the week last week was Cordero Patterson. I hope you listened to me. Two touchdowns, first game back from injury. Bang. He had about 18 to 19 points, depending on your league settings. This week. I'm going with Jamal Williams of the Lions versus Chicago. So, again, I tried not to pick a, a super obvious start. He's playing the Bears, who allow the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. DeAndre Swift still seems to be recovering. Like, he's been every game ever, it seems like. Yeah. Always something. So, he's dealing with ankle and shoulder injuries right now. Um I think he, he did have about eight fantasy points last week. Swift did, but he only played like 16% of the snaps. So even if that goes up a little bit, I wouldn't imagine it's going to cut out Jamal Williams, who's been getting a ton of touches this year. He had 24 carries last week. Every week he's getting a ton of volume. Um, I did see a fun stat that kind of made me want to make him my start of the week, especially since they were playing the Bears. He has 18 carries from inside the 10-yard line this year, which is second in the league behind only Joe Mixon. So the carries are there, and the TD opportunities are also there. Awesome. Uh, so my start last week was Curtis Samuel, and he came in with a 17-point game, three catches for 65 yards, a touchdown, and a 16-yard run. My start this week, we're going to keep the momentum going, is Donovan Peoples-Jones going against Miami, who is the 24th-ranked uh, defense against wide receivers this year. His last five games, he went 5 for 71, 
4 for 50, 4 for 74, 6 for 71, 4 for 81. He's averaging about 6 targets per game in that span. Uh, he's finished as a wide receiver 3 in 5 of 8 games of the 8 games that they've played this year. And if you take out the anomaly of Week 2, he had 0 points on 1 target. Um, no catches, obviously. So he's been a wide receiver in 3 of I'm sorry, a wide receiver three in five of seven games. So he's actually been playing pretty well. Um, if you're looking for a solid flex guy or a wide receiver three, then this week I'm going Donovan Peoples-Jones. I know you're excited for uh, Watson to come back to see what he can do with Peoples-Jones, right? Or what Peoples-Jones can do with Watson. Yes, I, I am because I, I do own Watson in fantasy. But... Um, so yeah, the way I the way I do it, um, my start sits is I always try to pick up someone who's ranked lower as a wide receiver. So so um, Donovan Peoples Jones is wide receiver fifty one right now. So the guy that I have him starting over is ranked higher than that, and I'll get to that when it's my turn. My sit of the week, uh, sorry, I always jump ahead. Sit last week was Matthew Stafford, which was was a good call. He only had hundred and 67 passing yards and a touchdown. So he got beat up by the Bucks defense, which the Bucks defense will do that to a lot of people. Uh, my sit this week is Kirk Cousins going up against the Buffalo Bills. I don't have a bunch of stats to back this one up other than the Bills defense is finally healthy. Stray White should, could be playing. Matt Milano's back. Jordan Poyer's back. Uh, they're at home in Buffalo. So that crowd will be going crazy. It's a hard place to play. Rob will be there screaming at Kirk Cousins to make sure that he uh, performs poorly. So my sit is Kirk yes, Cousins. Yes, a couple picks. Tripling down on the Bills, man. I you am. got the, the under, the Bills taking the, the cover in the spread, and sit Kirk Cousins. It's a big week. My goodness. All right, on to running back. Last week... You could probably just skip over that because I gave you bad advice. But I said to sit the Baltimore running backs versus the Saints. I guess if you started anybody besides Drake, you would have regretted it. But Kenyon Drake had 25 fantasy points last week. so <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Bad call on that one. But I think it was risky to, uh, to play him just because it was Monday Night Football and we didn't know if Gus Edwards was going to play or not. So if you decided to take the gamble, it paid off for you. But I didn't. So my sit of this week is going to be Devin Singletary versus the Vikings. They allow the fifth, fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. There's a very good chance Allen misses the game, which I think will just make it harder for the offense to move and score a ton of points, which goes into the under that I said for my pick on the confidence parlay. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. We don't know how... The new offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, is going to handle calling plays with Allen being out. So do we see more James Cook or maybe the new guy, Naheem Hines, this game? could be possible just to see what they have with that guy, right? So yeah. I think it's better to sit Singletary and not risk it. Boo, go Bills. Start all your Bills. I mean, <laughs> hopefully he does the same thing to me last week that uh, Drake did. So 25 fantasy so. points would be nice. Oh yeah, uh, it's okay. You gave up twenty, so you you at least did worse than I did. I said sit Tyler Lockett, and he scored seventeen point seven. Um, 
he went five for sixty one and a touch or sixty seven and a touchdown. So that wasn't great advice. He actually scored more than uh, Curtis Samuel, who I said to start over Tyler Lockett by point six points. So I got that one wrong last week, Close. but barely. Uh, this week, I'm saying you should be sitting Brandon Cooks, wide receiver 48 right now. So if you have Donovan Peoples-Jones and Brandon Cooks on the same team somehow, then I would start DPJ over him. Uh, he's he's actually only been better than a wide receiver four twice this year in Brandon Cooks. He's going against the Eagles, who are the fourth best team against wide receivers. And he doesn't even want to be on the team. Like, he wanted out of there. He's gonna, the whole offense is playing uninspiring football. I just don't want any piece of that. Shoot. I would also want to be out of there. Yeah. Uh, my fan duel last week wasn't great, but I don't even take the blame for it. You know, it was Aaron Rodgers. He threw for almost 300 yards and he had a touchdown, and he threw three interceptions inside the red zone. Yeah. So he had the chance to have a monster week. So, like, don't even – don't call me – or hit me up on Twitter at Ultraflex Sutton, complaining about my pick <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers because he's the one. He moved the ball and he should have had three touchdowns. Um, this week, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. And this Ooh. isn't uh, a slight against the Titans or really a high expectation of Russell Wilson. It's mostly just a value add. And that's uh, a couple episodes ago, I said that's how I pick my quarterbacks more often than not. And he is the 14th least expensive quarterback on Sunday afternoon, which that doesn't include Thursday's primetime game or Sunday or Monday's primetime game. So there's only like two quarterbacks under him. So, and I think one of them is Case Keenum. Uh, So if, if you can get him at that price, which was like $6,600 on FanDuel, I'm just going to trust that eventually he's going to throw for a couple of touchdowns and kind of take a shot in the dark. He might do it eventually, but it's not going to be against the Titans. We'll Ooh. find out. <laughs> we will see. My DFS play of the week last week was Austin Eckler. I said pay up for him. He scored two touchdowns for you. 26 Fair points. I think it worked out pretty well. This week I'm going to go for more of a value play. Going to Miami, and I'm going to say Jeff Wilson Jr. Mm. He is 5,500 on DraftKings, 25, 25th most expensive, and 6,500 on FanDuel for the 17th most. So, a lot of guys above him. Dolphins at the traded line gave up a fifth round pick to get him. So, they clearly had a plan. Not only that, they got rid of Chase Edmonds. So, it kind of seems like he could be taking over the pass catching role there. Yeah. Um, we saw last week in his first game on the team with really not a lot of time to get adjusted that they still trust him to get about half the workload. He split it about 50-50 with Raheem Mostert, but he outproduced him. Mike McDaniel is familiar with Jeff Wilson, obviously, from the time that he coached him in San Francisco. So I expect him to keep stealing more of the work or at the very minimum keeping it 50-50 and receiving the receiving role that will lead to more fantasy points. And on top of that, they match up against yeah, the Browns this week of the 28th ranked rush defense. Nice. Oh, man. 
I apologize to our followers. Uh, I told people to have Tyler Boyd in their lineup last week, and that offense scored like a hundred points. And all One Tyler Boyd, it all. <laughs> all Tyler Boyd could muster was five catches for forty-four yards, and that was disappointing. But this week, I'm taking a different approach. I get wide receivers and tight ends, so. I'm going with my boy, Cole Komet. FanDuel, tight end 11. DraftKings, tight end 11. He costs 5300 in FanDuel, 3400 in DraftKings. He's playing the worst overall defense in the Lions. They rank 28th against tight ends. They're giving up the most yards and points per game to opposing teams. Komet has scored three touchdowns now. That's three more than all of last year in the past two games. They seem to be getting him more involved, and Fields seems to be figuring things out. Obviously, this is a tight end play, so it's just a shot in the dark. But, Komet, my boy, get him in. That was weird. Get him in your lineup. <laughs> my boy. Uh, all right, I like it. Ryan just can't stop laughing right now. <laughs> We're good. Uh, are you good? I don't think yeah. you're <laughs> Are you sure uh, you're good? Pretty sure. All right, we're going to Rob's segment. It's trivia time. Pens and papers or sharpies this week, maybe? Got it. All right. So since we kind of talked about vegetables in our rank three a little bit, I thought... Why don't I do the uh, first trivia question about some vegetables? So, what was the first vegetable to be grown in space? Green pepper. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. That was a Solid good guess. guess. I'm gonna go with a, an onion. Okay, so neither of you are right. Neither of them were an option, so I'll give oh. you four choices here. A, carrot, B, lettuce, C, mushroom, or D, potato. So carrot, lettuce, mushroom, potato. Got it. Answers? B. So Ryan says lettuce. C, Anthony mushroom. Anthony says mushroom. See, I would have guessed mushroom. But the answer is D, potato. Oh, gosh. So it happened in October of 1995. NASA and the University of Wisconsin-Madison collaborated to grow the first vegetable in space when astronauts aboard the space shuttle Columbia tested seed potato production in its astroculture plant growth facility. Wow. I just cool. figured they got like some fungi in there. I, and I was going to say, man. If I was the thinking answer... it grows in a dark place. It's probably going to be a mushroom, but no. Dude, if the answer was mushroom, I was gonna, I was gonna have to push back a little bit because mushrooms aren't vegetables. It, okay. So I was just. Everybody considers them a vegetable. I consider them a fungi personally. Yeah. But oh, all right, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe that's a did you know for Ryan coming up soon? Did you know that mushrooms? We can aren't talk vegetables? about some mushrooms. You can go in deep. <laughs> go in deep on it. Uh, is it still Anthony up two on Ryan? Yeah. Yep. 
You got to make up some ground here. Question two. What is the best-selling car of all time? So car, vehicle, truck, any of those. Something you drive on the road. Oh. Um, F-150. Um, that's, that's hey, is it the same truck you had, Ryan? No, I had a, a Dodge something. Oh, you Dodge did have a Dodge. That's right. Ram. Um, yeah. No, I'm going to go the most basic car, a Ford Focus. All right. Here's your choices. A, the Ford F-Series, which would be... That's Anthony's, yeah. That's Anthony's. B, the Ford Model T. C, the Toyota Corolla. Or D, the Volkswagen Beetle. Well, Tony has to go A, like right? right, that, right. Yeah, yeah right. he has to. I mean, I was say, that was your choice. You can't not pick A. And if I don't pick A and it's right, then I go down three. Oh man! But do you is, do you think that the Ford F Series would be the number one selling of all time? Wait, in the United States? This is worldwide. Oh, okay. I, I feel better about my answer then. All right, answers C. So Ryan says the Toyota Corolla. Anthony obviously stuck with A, the Ford F-Series. One of you is right. Ryan, the Toyota <laughs> Corolla. Let's go. Since it debuted in 1966, more than 50 million Toyota Corollas have been sold worldwide. The Ford F-Series was second at over 40 million, though. That's impressive. I was wondering if one of you guys might overthink it and go with the Model T. 16.5 million actually but fun fact in 1914 nine out of every 10 cars on the road were a ford model t wow so, wasn't much produ production going on there huh and the uh the volkswagen beetle 22 million was the wow. first vehicle to achieve 20 million sold wow wow awesome i, I figured you know, ryan gains one closing the gap company, uh i wanted to go with something that was more like Toyota's what, like, I don't know, Japanese or something? Yeah, I think so. That That's why I tried to, like, Volkswagen and Toyota. I tried yeah. to get two foreign and obviously the two Fords. So. Awesome. Let's go, baby. I made it closer. All right. Down one. You're closing the gap. Let's go to pick some games. Uh, last week was a rough week for us. I led the way with only six, right? Ryan had five right, and Rob had four right. So Just definitely a week. rough week. <laughs> uh, season, though, Rob still has a pretty commanding lead. 75 correct for the year. I have 64 correct, and Ryan has 61. So, Ryan, you still get to pick the order? Yeah, we're going to keep it the same. I think uh, I think it's going to go me. Yeah, let's start with me. Let's go Tony next, and then Rob, actually. All right fire away all right we got a real fun thursday night game uh rematch of like two weeks ago right with the uh, dj moore overtime penalty game atlanta mm -hmm. at carolina plus two and a half carolina to me all right i uh, also carolina to me as well i'm gonna go atlanta there 
Seattle at Tampa Bay, minus three. Seattle. I will go Tampa Bay. Buccaneers. Uh, Minnesota at Buffalo, minus three and a half. Minnesota. Give me Bills. Yeah, I'll take the Bills. Wait, my bad, guys. Right, yeah, Ryan, Bills. you're going against our uh, yeah. confidence. No, 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 no. That's, that. that's my bad. I meant the Bills. I mean, you can if you're trying to get one up here. Honestly. No, no, no. Give me the Bills. Yeah, those are two different bets. I mean, yeah, whatever. Give me the Bills. All right. All right, moving on. Jacksonville at Kansas City, minus nine and a half. Kansas City. Jacksonville beats. No. Let's go. <laughs> Dang. I thought this line seemed low. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City. Yeah. Cleveland at Miami, minus three and a half. Miami. Miami. The Dolphins. Houston at the New York Giants, minus four and a half. Giants. Giants. New York. Denver at Tennessee, minus two. Tennessee. Tennessee. I know we're not supposed to talk too much about this, but is Tannehill playing or not? Like, do we know? Uh, I believe he is projected to play, yes. <laughs> I was picking Tennessee either way, but I was just curious. The yep. line almost seems like they don't think he's going to play. Mm. Only being a two-point home favorite over the Broncos. That's why I'm no, I, sure. I just think that the, the media uh, nationally, the Titans get no respect. That is also a true statement. Okay, so we're all on Tennessee. Detroit at Chicago, minus three. Detroit. I'll ride it with Justin Fields, Chicago. That's exactly what I was going to say. Let's go Chicago. Uh, New Orleans at Pittsburgh, plus one and a half. New Orleans. I'll say Pittsburgh. I don't know. It's that's a weird game. Yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Indy at the Raiders, minus six. <laughs> uh, those are bad teams. Yeah. Uh, we'll go Raiders? <laughs> Don't sound Yeah, I'm going to go Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Raiders, too. Train wreck potential for the, the Colts here. Yeah. Dallas at Green Bay, plus five. Green Bay. Green Bay. I think we're all in alignment there. Packers. Arizona at the Rams, minus one and a half. Oh, man. Two bad teams again. Uh, let's go Rams. Rams for me as well. Take the Cardinals. Chargers at the 49ers, minus seven. 49ers. I'll take the Chargers. Chargers. And Monday Night Football, Washington at Philly. Minus 10 and a half. Washington. Philly. I'll take Washington. All right. There it is. The dog of the week. Last week it won. Uh, we had Seattle to cover. And... 
uh, I guess, money line in the other bet, and they pulled it off. Uh, again, uh, the bet itself does not matter. The only thing that matters is posting cute pictures of dogs on Twitter. So send us your dogs. Uh, I believe it was Loki last week, and he brought us a win. Yep. So send them on over. And this week's dog of the week is the Packers, which we just all picked uh, to cover plus five at home. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is having somewhat of a bad slash mediocre year, however you want to phrase it. Uh, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still very good at home. So we will take the Packers to cover the plus five. Uh, Brian, listener question of the week. Listener question of the week. Listener question of the week. I'm going to hit this one. You guys had no idea this was coming. Do you wash your feet in the shower? Yes. I do. Like you scrub them? Yeah, so I did not growing up like throughout school. And then it was like, I'm not even sure through college if I did. It might have been sometime in college. Like it just clicked to me. I was like, I don't wash the bottoms of my feet. Like it's kind of gross. So I started doing it because <laughs> I always had the mindset of like, well, you're kind of standing in the soap anyway. But oh. I've since started scrubbing uh, my so, feet. Go ahead. My answer is the exact same. And really, since I guess after college, I've worn dress socks every single day. And now my feet stank after 10 hours of wearing dress socks. So now it's I'm trying to think order shampoo in my hair. And then I scrub my feet. Second thing. Wow. So that's like moved way up your priority list, huh? It's, it's my biggest uh, stank. Okay. So I, my wife, uh, I come home today and she's like, my feet really stink. And I'm like, yeah, I've noticed that they kind of stink. Like on the rag. <laughs> She's, like, <laughs> she, She's gonna love listening to this one. No, no, no. They don't stink that bad. But um <laughs> I figured just because she's a small town girl, she said she doesn't wash her feet. I said, wait a minute. Like, so what when you're in the back when you're in the shower and you're like scrubbing your legs and, and doing whatever, you just stop at your ankles? <laughs> you don't just the extra foot, literally, the, literally the extra foot. You don't just keep scrubbing because I've I've always scrubbed my feet. I've always washed my feet thoroughly. <laughs> Man, feet are so gross. They're always in socks and touching, like just I don't know. It's just gross. I've always scrubbed my feet, uh, and I think starting today, after my wife listens to this, she'll be starting to scrub her. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> and you she told me not. Me. She told me not to throw her into the podcast and not bring her name up. So I never brought her name up. I just said my wife. <laughs> you you also be in the doghouse. I will be in the doghouse, but that's all right. Uh so question listener question of the week number two. <sighs> this one is very deep. Um do you believe in aliens? <laughs> so deep in space. Um there's gotta How be deep? something out there, right? Yeah, I'll say yes. I don't know what they are or how advanced or whatever, but yeah, I think there's something out there. Uh, 
I don't believe in aliens. I feel like at this point with our technology, if there were out there, I, maybe there is something way out there. Yeah, it okay. might just be too I don't, far. I don't believe they visit or there's UFOs because our so technology our technology is good enough now. If there was, we would have more proof. I was going to say, bro, like we've we've explored almost like 0.0% of space. So when you said like our technology, but with our technology, we should have been able to come into like, there's no way we can't even get out of our own galaxy. Like we can't no. get out of our own solar system. Yeah, and there's yeah, so like, I guess the question to me is different. Do I believe there's something way, 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 way out there? Sure. Do I believe yeah, the aliens are visiting earth? No, but their technology could be so far ahead of ours that they could come see us and not have us know that they visited. They could be walking among us. They, Oh man. And, I think what? I'm 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 more afraid of they robots taking over than really an alien. You see some of these robots they're like doing jumping jacks and crap now. Yeah, but but they have to be programmed to to do a certain like if I want like if you're talking a sentient being, an alien, um and I think they might be walking among us. I don't know, maybe I'm one, but maybe you're one. I don't know if I can trust either of you now. But Alrighty. So, so if there was life on Mars at one point, are they technically aliens? Yes. I think anything Have, that... They, they already proven there was at one point? Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I think that it's just a foregone conclusion that eventually somewhere in space, there has to be. Yeah, there has to be. Life. I, I think that's the right answer. They're Even, probably not what you see in movies, but yeah, there's something out there. Like the, the argument against it is like, well, the Earth has the Goldilocks uh, principle or whatever they call that, where it's like just right. It's just the the perfect distance from the sun, and it grew up in like this this atmosphere is it where actually what? called the Goldilocks. Yeah, so I never heard of that. Yes, yeah, it, <laughs> it is. It, it's literally called the, the Goldilocks uh, principle. It's just right. Yeah, it's just right. And yeah. but they've they've said like if you take the chance of this happening there's still like 80 billion planets out there that should be just like the the earth is which is just incomprehensible so yeah just space no is so big you can't even think about it how big right. it is <laughs> right yeah. something something for all of our listeners to think about as they stop listening to our podcast because this is going to wrap it up for this week. Thanks for listening to us do the midseason awards. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter. I am at Ultraflex Sutton. Ryan is Ultraflex Ryan. Ultraflex Rob. And then uh, Ultraflex FP. Find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, send us your dogs of the week. Send us listener questions. That way we can get more interactive with you guys. We appreciate all of the interaction on Twitter. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Rob, have fun at the Bills game. And Thank you. Go Bills. Go Bills. And Josh <laughs> Allen, get well. Go Bills. <laughs>